Welcome to our new podcast series focusing on some of the most amazing women that Scripture has to offer. Over the course of five weeks, we're going to look at principled, faithful, and virtuous women who offer so much in the way of application to how we live our lives today, and we're really excited that you're joining us. If you'd like more information about the Traders Point Church of Christ, please visit our website at traderspointchurch.org, and you can find us on Facebook and YouTube as well. Again, thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoy the conversation. Hello, and thank you for joining us today. We're going to pick up our study that we've uh, been engaging in over the past few weeks on women in the Bible, and we're going to be in the pages of the New Testament today, probably primarily in Luke's account. We may jump around a little bit, but we're going to talk about Mary, the mother of Jesus, this morning. Uh, certainly a key figure in the early days of, of Jesus' life, and one that specifically Luke keys in on and gives us quite a bit of detail in regards to uh, both her past leading up to Jesus' birth and also some later in life as well. And so we're, there's a lot of things that we're going to be able to talk about this morning. Uh, certainly she, she played a huge role uh, in raising Jesus, and I, I can only imagine what that may have been like at times, but uh, certainly a, a truly remarkable woman as we think about the circumstances that she found herself in at a relatively young age as a young woman who was uh, preparing to be married and then to find out that she was going to be the mother of the Savior. And so we're going to talk about her role that she played this morning and try and take out some some points of application that, that I think we can make into our lives today. So, so Jeremy, let's start at the beginning, right? Luke chapter 1, um, we get introduced to Mary and the role that she's going to play. So why don't you kind of set the stage for us in regards to where we're going to go this morning? Yeah, you know, Luke uh, begins his gospel. In a lot of ways, the, the four gospels all begin differently, even though there are some similarities, certainly between Matthew and Luke, where you kind of have a picture of, of the birth of Jesus to a point. You, do, you don't get the detail of it anywhere but Luke. I mean, Luke gives the most detail about this story and really does a good job of of kind of providing a narrative almost. I mean, he, he kind of provides the story. Here's what happens. Here's how it happened. And, you know, for us to, you know, maybe I'll take, a, you know, kind of a step back uh, away a little bit first, kind of big picture. This, you know, we think about Mary and, and what she had to deal with or what she had to go through here. Um, no, no other woman in the history of the world. I mean, she, <laughs> yeah, I mean, she right. is... Uh, unique. She is unique, yeah. certainly in the way as a, a virgin becoming uh, a pregnant with a child, unique in that. You're not going to see that anywhere else, but the uniqueness of that child, right? Yeah. I mean, the, the Son of God. And, and what is remarkable, as I was reading through it again, you know, this morning, she was aware of that. She was told directly. I mean, this wasn't, you know, something that she was you know, uh, raising Jesus and along, you know, she started to figure out when he was eight, nine or 10 oh, yeah. and, oh, you know, he's kind of different or he's got <laughs> something going on. And an angel then comes and says, mm-hmm. well, he is different. He's the son of God. No, she's told all of that from the very beginning. Yeah. And it, it to me, it, the way that she handles herself here in Luke chapter one, it, it is a remarkable thing. Certainly at her age, we're, we're not mm-hmm. told directly how, but you know, just going through customs of the time, right. she was probably quite young, 15, yeah. 16, 17, you know, kind of in that neighborhood. Mm-hmm. 
and it, it to see the way that she handles herself and some of the phrases that she she says through her faith yeah. what's said about her well I'm sure we'll talk about that here in just a moment uh, you know specifically Luke chapter 1 and verse 28 mm-hmm. how she's introduced yeah. really to us it, she in every way had to have been and was a remarkable young woman who uh, I mean was chosen by God mm-hmm. to birth and raise his very son. It is, to think about her, you almost can't say enough about her in every way. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're, you're 100% right. I mean, you run out of, of words to try and accurately <laughs> describe yep. not only the type of person she was, but just the circumstance that she was put in. And, you know, that's something that has always stuck with me as I've read her story is trying to put myself in her shoes, in the shoes of Joseph, and try as they're trying to figure all this out. They're trying to make sense of all of this. And certainly it's it's easier for us. We have the whole story here laid out in front of us, and, and we can kind of look at it and see where all of this is going. But for her, I mean, she's blindsided by this in a <laughs> yeah. lot of ways. Yep. And and to think about the circumstances that she then found herself in, uncertain about her future, uncertain about her marriage, uh, certainly, you know, questioning what was her life going to be like. It was no longer going to be what she thought it was going to be, that's for sure. And, and so all of these things that are going through the mind of a young woman at this time period, it is just truly amazing to to recognize how she handled herself with such poise and such faith in what, as you just as you described, I mean, the the most unique circumstances that anybody could ever find themselves in, and it just tells us a lot about her character, even at a young age, uh, to be able to deal with this the way that she did, and then also, you know, it's really fascinating when you when you read through here and you you look at all that she was told in regards to what was going to happen. And I think you made a good point and an important one that she was told what was going to unfold. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, we there's there's a song out, you know, Mary, did you know? And, you know, Mary, did you know what all this was going to be? And she did. She knew. We can answer the question. She knew. Now, I think what's unique then as we start to think about this is she knew what was going to happen, that she was going to give birth to the Son of God. But there is no way for her to have known what all of that was going to look like. <laughs> right. And that's the part, as you you kind of follow the story, obviously we're not told a ton about her during the time of Jesus' ministry, but she is there at the cross, and we see her at a couple different points along the way as well. And so she was someone who continued to follow Jesus as he began his ministry and all the way up to the point of him being crucified. She was she was both a believer and a follower in the Son of God and also the mother of this boy that grew into this man. And so her feelings for him were so unique and so diverse because she not only had the love of him as the Savior of the world, but I mean, this was her son, and people were hurling insults at him and trying to kill him and ultimately did kill him. And so she had to suffer all of that as well as a mother. And so when you just think about the circumstances that she experienced during her life, certainly they began unique, but they continued unique. There was nothing normal about this woman's life from this point forward. Yeah, and you're talking decades. I mean, you know, that's the picture that's given. You know, you make the point. We're not given a whole lot 
of you know the life of Jesus before his ministry. Luke gives us a little snapshot of, of Jesus at 12. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mary comes into play there a little bit, but only by way of information that she's yeah. looking for him because they've 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 lost uh, kind of lost sight of him a little bit, and um, and uh, she she comes into play certainly uh, uh, slightly in his ministry, but not mentioned all that much. But I think one thing that is interesting, and I think this says something about their relationship, even though we don't know a whole lot about their relationship, we know it remained close. I mm-hmm. mean. At the very outset of his ministry, I mean, the very beginning of it in John, uh, John chapter two, what what is to be his first miracle uh, there in Cana, as he turns the water to wine, Mary's there. I mean, yeah. he's he's with he's with her yeah. at this wedding. He's with her at this celebration, and so you you see them together from the very beginning of his ministry. And you made mention they're they're together at the very end at the cross. Who, mm-hmm. who there's not many people yeah, there, right. but his mother Mary yeah. is there, and so you have now this picture even through his ministry that the you know scripture gives us that she's there at the very beginning of it. She's there at the very end of it. Mm-hmm. And so you have to then speculate and assume, logically assume, that she is with Jesus throughout. And mm-hmm. so she is invested in, in yeah. what he is and who he is, um, maybe in an understanding that was unique to her. I mean, yeah. That, yeah. I mean she can share mm-hmm. that she was a virgin and the angel came to mm-hmm. her, but and people can believe that and need to believe that. But she really understood all that was going into it. And you're right. Her life, what what a unique life that it had to have been. Mm-hmm. But yet she is there with Jesus as a mother all throughout. Yeah, and, and you know, I think one thing that's maybe overlooked sometimes is, you know, she was clearly a, a Jewish woman that was raised in the customs of the Jews at this time, and clearly a devout one. She and Joseph were making their way to Jerusalem mm-hmm. to to worship, and so she was clearly a devout Jew at this time, which meant that her beliefs were being challenged just like all the other Jews' beliefs were being challenged as Jesus brought the new gospel message to the people. And so not only did she have to come to terms with she had just given birth to the Son of God and everything that was going to come with that, but Jesus was also going to challenge her beliefs and her understanding of the traditions of the Jews and how she had been raised uh, and how her parents and grandparents had been raised. And so she had to go through that process just like the rest of the Jews did who were coming to Jesus and becoming followers of his. They were They were having to... Uh, to hear what Jesus said and see him as the fulfillment of the law that he talks about being. And they had to come to terms with all of that. She had to do the same. And so she's going through that process at the same time that she's continuing to, to, to experience being the mother of the Son of God. And so all of those things were, were coming together in Mary's life. And so it just continues to build on, on her level of character and her level of faith that she was able to manage all of those things, uh, to, to remain faithful to God, to remain a diligent mother to Jesus, and, and to handle watching her son die on a cross. And, you know, you could even throw in the, the speculation as to what happened to Joseph. I know there, there's a lot of speculation out there because he's mentioned there when Jesus was 12 years old as, 
as being there when they had gone to Jerusalem. But after that, we don't hear anything about Joseph. And so whether he died or, or whatever it may be, you know, you could add in that and the, mm-hmm. the challenge now that she had of potentially being a single mother if, if something, in fact, did happen to Joseph. And so there, there are just so many there are just so many aspects of her life that presented challenges to her, and she just seems to handle all of them with such grace. And, and certainly, I, you know, obviously we're not given the entirety of her story, and I know there had to be moments in her life where she just probably cried herself to sleep trying to come to terms with all of these things. But but certainly in the, the big picture that we get of her, the, the picture that we get is a woman who handled these things uh, with just amazing grace and, and a woman that is to be emulated in all ways because of how she was able to stay faithful even in the midst of these challenges. Yeah, you know, to kind of springboard off of that, when I was kind of reading through her story, you know, a little bit of today, I mean, kind of one of the main kind of, you know, big kind of picture applications that came, you know, uh, in reading her story and thinking about it is, just the simple fact that she has, she clearly had prepared herself for service of some kind, yeah. even though she That's didn't even know, she didn't even know what that service was going to be. You know, as I was reading, you know, mm-hmm. kind of the beginning, you know, that would have been one thing if, you know, as a as a younger girl, you know, a, an angel came to her and and told her that in, in some time, in, in years from now, this is going to to happen. Mm-hmm. So you need to make you need to be preparing for that now. Well, she she didn't know it. You she's blindsided by right. this. You're exactly right. But yet, even though she's blindsided by this, she seemingly has prepared herself mm-hmm. for service. That's what she yeah. has done. And so you know, two verses kind of kind of bear that out. Luke chapter one and verse twenty eight. The angel comes to her. Rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. And then in verse 30, the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And so because of the way that she's lived, she has prepared herself for this service, even though she didn't know what that service was, but she yeah. was ready for it, and yeah. God knew. And I was thinking, I was thinking about that a little bit. You know, a lot of times we we like to prepare ourselves for something we know is coming, right? right. Um, you know, what it's going to rain later tonight. Uh, you know, you need to you need to take an umbrella with you when you go, right? Mm-hmm. So you, I know it's going to rain. I take an umbrella with me, and so I'll, I'm going to be prepared. But it's another thing to be prepared for something. You may not even know what it is, and yeah. that's where you see with yeah. her. And I think for the Christian, that's how we have to be. We have to prepare ourselves for service so that when an opportunity, an opportunity for service is dropped on us, we're ready, we're ready to take advantage of it right there because I'm prepared mm-hmm. for it. And I think for me, that is one of the big takeaways, certainly from the very beginning of her story. Yeah, I love that. I love that idea that you just presented of, of preparing ourselves for the opportunity to do good. And it's something that every single one of us needs to give serious thought to. You know, what is it that I can do right now? Right. What is it that I can do right now so that I don't miss an opportunity that God's going to provide to me? I know, you know, we, we oftentimes pray for God to provide us with opportunities to do good for other people or to spread the gospel or whatever it may be. We, we pray to God about opportunities that we want him to present to us. Well, what are we doing to prepare ourselves when those opportunities come? 
Because if God presents those opportunities to us and we're not ready to step into that role and do whatever it is that needs to be done, then we're going to miss those. A lot of times opportunities are dropped on us. Absolutely. Much like this. It's not, hey, in six hours from now, I'm going to present <laughs> you with an opportunity. Yeah, that's right. We don't get we don't get uh, necessarily the, the the announcement ahead of time. And so we, we just have to be ready for that. And you're, you're 100% right. Mary was somebody who clearly was ready for those times. And again, not knowing what they were, but she was ready for it. And I think that even bears out in this song of hers in, in Luke chapter 1. You know, the, the song that is recorded for us here, it, it is just amazing words of faith and, and glorifying God. The very first line, my soul magnifies the Lord. I mean, Jesus hadn't been, even been born yet. This is all new to her. I mean, this is all new to, to her, she is still processing all of this at this point in time, and yet she is already in a place where she is giving glory to God. And even further, at the end of this song, she, she is calling back to the promises that God made to Abraham. Jesus is going to spend years trying to get people to recognize he's the fulfillment of this. And this young woman who had just been told by an angel that she's going to have a baby, she gets it. And so clearly she is someone who has... She has prepared herself. Her faith is deep. She has an understanding of what is to come that, that really is envious when you look at how Jesus had to battle some of these people in, in trying to get them to see who he truly is. Mary is someone who she sees it. She gets it. And, and that doesn't happen overnight. It doesn't happen by accident. She had clearly prepared herself for these moments. Yeah, and, and she's she's not questioning. I mean, you know, sometimes there's a... Um, you know, contrast between, you know, the way that she responds to the angel and the way that Zacharias responds mm-hmm. to the angel. Mm-hmm. Zacharias, right right before this in Luke chapter 1, uh, Zacharias is told. Uh, in a similar form, not the same. Right. Uh, Elizabeth, not a virgin. She mm-hmm. had been married for, you know, quite some time. But she's told, listen, you're going to conceive. And that child is going to be special as well. John the Baptist is ultimately who it is. And and Zacharias is he's just he's not believing it. He yeah, laughs right. about it. He he doesn't believe it. He doesn't believe it can happen and all of those things. And he is struck mute because of that. That carries all the way until the birth of John. Yeah. And so now in a very similar way, Mary has delivered this news and you know, she she doesn't laugh at all. She mm-hmm. doesn't laugh. She questions okay, how is that to be? That's what you get in verse 34. You know, how can this be since I don't, you know, I don't know a man. But she, she understands that. And that's when you get there in verse, you know, 37, you know, that, you know, with God, nothing is impossible because biologically it, it's an impossibility right. that she can conceive without being with a man. That's how biology operates, mm-hmm. right? And so we're reminded here that it, nothing's impossible with God. God doesn't need the biology of man. He says, you're going to conceive and bear a son. That's exactly what's going to happen. But you don't see her fighting that. Right. You don't see her questioning that as you see Zacharias do. She accepts that. And I think that goes to what the point we were just talking about. She was prepared for this. Mm-hmm. That's where her faith was. Her faith allowed her, her relationship with God, her understanding of Scripture, as you made mention, as she alludes back in her poem or song that she delivers here. She alludes back in Scripture. She understands God and what he's all about. And if this is going to happen, then so be it. I'm going to make myself ready for it. Yeah, you make yourself ready. And I think the other the other part of that is you, you make yourself ready for 
whatever the opportunity is that may come your way. But we also have to be prepared for God to take our lives in directions that we didn't expect them to be taken. And that's the other part of this. Not Mary didn't just have to deal with this in the moment. She didn't just have to deal with it for nine months. Her entire life has now been redirected mm-hmm. in a way that she never envisioned it happening. And so this was something that was going to completely change her outlook. It was going to completely change both the time of her life right now as a young woman, and it was going to completely change her life as an older woman as well. Everything about her life now has changed. Yep. And, and that's something that I think is maybe easy for us to say, that, God, I'm ready for you to direct my life wherever you want it to go. It's much, much, much harder to deal with that when that redirection actually takes place. And and Mary was someone who was able to go with the flow, if you will. She was able to to allow herself, her faith was strong enough, that she was able to hear what God said, to process that as best she could, even though there were many unknowns that still remained. And she was confident that God was going to continue to lead her in whatever direction he needed her life to go. And I think we have to have the same level of faith. Now, obviously, God's not going to come down to us and speak to us in the way that he did to Mary and and even to Zacharias here. But but absolutely, we have to be prepared for our lives to take turns that are unexpected. And we have to be prayerful about those changes. And we have to remain strong in our faith and recognize that, listen, if, if I say that I have given my life over to God, and I say that I trust Him, then I have to be ready to back that up with how I act when changes come that I'm not prepared for or that I'm not expecting. And and, and Mary was someone who was clearly able to do that. Now, Zacharias, he struggled with that a little bit, at least for a moment he did. He struggled with that because, hold on a second, this is crazy, right? But but Mary was not that way. She, Like you said, she had a question or two, as you would expect, but she was quickly ready to praise God, place her faith in Him, and allow Him to direct her steps wherever He wanted her to go. And I think that's a great lesson for us. Uh, that is really hard to do. It's really hard to put into practice. But it's something that we need to be serious about. We need to allow God to direct our lives wherever He may take us. And wherever He may take us, we give all glory to Him, and our faith remains strong. Yeah, I mean, this story in every way is the extreme. I mean, it, oh, yeah. it, it is an extreme story. And, and to me, what really stands out is even in this extreme situation, her, her trust is complete. And I think for us, that's one of the big takeaways you have at the very end of this conversation, original conversation with the angel who comes and, and lets her know that this is going to happen and, and this, is, this is going to take place. And so you have at the very end of that, verse 38, when Mary says, you know, behold, the maidservant of the Lord, she's praising God. Let it be to me according to your word. Mm-hmm. And the angel departs from her. So she's trusting God yep. with something that has never happened before. So she, she can't say, well, just like he's done before, he's going to do again. He has never operated in the way that he's going to operate here. Mm-hmm. And so she is putting her trust in, in something she, she doesn't even know and has yeah. never heard. It, it reminds me a lot of ways of, of Noah in Genesis 6, right? When God says, listen, this is what's going to happen. <laughs> I'm going to destroy the, the earth and the flood. 
No, I didn't know what that looked yeah, like. Right. He had never done anything like that before. No. I mean, he had not. He had not done. We, we can, you know, we can argue if it had rained before or not, but certainly not to this level. That you know, not on the level that God is talking about. But yet, what does Noah do? He obeys completely. Something that preparing for something that had never happened before, and, and so it, it's just. To me, you know, sometimes we struggle, you know, prepare ourselves and for circumstances that have happened lots of times. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right. Here, we struggle with our trust in, in, you know, circumstances that God has delivered in lots of, you know, examples. Yeah. But here, even in this extreme, un- extremely unique example that had never occurred before and will have never occurred since, she says, according to your word, let it be. The angel says, yep, he's, and he's gone. And then now, as the story unfolds, Christ is born in, in Luke chapter 2, and her life, as you rightly said, is forever changed yeah. at that point. And I, I love, you know, maybe going all the way to the end of the story real quickly as we, as we wrap things up. You know, we talked about the fact that Mary was there at the foot of the cross when Jesus was being crucified. One of the things that, that stands out to me is the respect that Jesus had in that moment for his mother. As he points to John and he says, you're going to take care of her. You're going to take her into your home and she's going to be your mother. And, you know, there there is just this, there's this love that Jesus feels towards his mother, which I think tells us a lot about the relationship that they had. Not only was she a follower, not only was she faithful, not only has she dealt with all of these circumstances that we've talked about over the past several minutes, but she had clearly been truly a mother to Jesus. Right. And he loved her and cared mm-hmm. for her. And, and you can just see that she was able, as challenging as it might have been, she was able to figure all of this out. She was able to figure out how to both see Jesus as the Messiah and the Savior of the world and her son. And, and that relationship, I think, is is seen there on the cross as... The, the mutual love that they have for one another is is on display. And it just says a lot about, you know, the faith Mary had certainly in the beginning, but the faith that she continued to have all the way up until the end. And it's really a beautiful scene that we see there on the cross. Yeah, and, and I, I love your, you know, kind of the bow that's put on it because we see her now, the very beginning of Jesus's life, and at the very end yeah. of Jesus's life. And it is, I mean, if that's not... You know, the picture of a mother, and that's what that's right. sometimes that's what we lose yep. sight of. I yep. mean, she was his mother and, and everything that came along with that. And she was able to navigate, I mean, the, the <laughs> incredible waters of Jesus, the Son of God, uh, in the flesh. And it's just a, it's a remarkable story. It truly is. And we're going to go ahead and stop there. I think a remarkable story is a good place to stop when we're talking about Mary. Um, so hopefully uh, you guys have enjoyed this conversation. I know I have. I want to thank you for joining us, and uh, we'll pick up the conversation again next week.